started the Hello, and welcome to another episode of a podcast about music, which, if you're new here, is a podcast about music. I am one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. Eric, this week we are talking about the Bee Gees, as we teased in our Billboard Hot 100 episode last week. Logan, yeah, I don't want to go out of my way to be argumentative, yeah. but I'd say we darn near promised our fans that we'd talk about the Bee Gees. We did promise. Uh, to to I, yeah. say we teased is a bit of a tease it is a bit of a tease uh i think that this is gonna be a fun episode this week i'm pulling up the bg's kind of bio thing so we yeah. can learn all about them what did you do this week give us a little rundown oh, okay let me think well we um decided to do some projects around the house that would be been talking about for years yes and we tried to cram it into two days so we did a lot of busy stuff around the house kind of crammed it into one day i feel like yesterday little room shuffling some minor construction projects this that and the other that's true um i uh much like a lot of our fans out there did a little exercise which if you're not doing it during these uncertain times i suggest you do yeah it's great you should You'll, you'll sleep better. Yeah. You may um, get good information back from your primary care physician that your blood work has improved. Yeah. Get out there. Move. Now, I'm going to be totally transparent. I feel like you're talking into the side of the microphone rather than the front today. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. Probably not in the long I'm run. pretty sure, I Logan, like, this is what they call um, an omnidirectional mic. That we in the... Uh, studio business called omnidirectional I'm, versus I'm, unidirectional i'm not sure it is if you want to test it i'll talk into the back of it but i don't think that's necessary i'm pretty Maybe sure if that you want, our fans are not going to be displeased if you want to move your throne like uh, so you're next to me instead like towards yeah, yeah there we yeah. go kind of i don't know uh but the bgs were a music group formed in 1958 their lineup consisted 1958 yeah long oh my time gosh their lineup consisted of brothers Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. The trio were especially successful as popular music act in the late 1960s and early 1970s, and later as prominent performers of the disco music era in the mid to late 1970s. Hang on one second. Sure. Didn't they have another brother who passed? Am I wrong about that? They might have. You want to check on it while I keep reading? I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Well, the group sang recognizable three-part tight harmonies. Robin's clear vibrato, or vibrato, vibrato, rather, like vibrating. Yeah, lead vocals were a hallmark of their earlier hits, while Barry's R&B falsetto became their signature sound during the mid to late 1970s and the 1980s. The Bee Gees wrote all of their own hits, as well as writing and producing several major hits for other artists. The Bee Gees are widely referred to by many critics, media outlets, and fellow artists as the Kings of Disco. I would not disagree. Neither would I, and I'm not even a critic. Uh, They were actually born on the Isle of Man to English parents, and the Gibb brothers lived in Chorlton, Manchester, England. Not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but they lived there until the late 1950s. There, in 55, they formed a skiffle rock and roll group, the Rattlesnakes. And the family moved to Redcliffe and then the Morden Bay region, 
Queensland, Australia, and then to Crib Island. So they were born on the Isle of Man, and then they moved to Crib Island. So All I know about the yeah. Isle of Man mm-hmm. is the reference in the Beatles song. What reference would that be? Uh, Isle of Man. It's mentioned in one Beatles song. Could it be When I'm 64? I don't think so. Yeah. Mm, Isle of Man. I just searched it in Apple Music because you can search by lyrics and yeah. it did not come up. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll come back to that. Sure. The Bee Gees have sold over 120 million records worldwide. That's over twice as much as Burl Ives. Or not Burl Ives, but... Perry Como? No, the guy... Well, maybe it was... Who was the guy we talked about last year? The Christmas guy? This, the guy who oh, sang... Oh, Santa. The, Santa. Mm, not Santa. The it Grinch. Was the, close. It was the guy that sang Logan, that Christmas song that was the best-selling record of all time. Are you reaching into the depths of your soul for the name Bing Crosby? Yes. I do I believe Bing the number Crosby. you said was 42 million last week. Uh, I think it was 55 million. Either way, you just said the Bee Gees have sold 21 million, right? 120 million. Oh, 120 million. Uh, with estimates as high as over 220 million, making them among the best-selling music artists of all time. Now, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. The presenter of the award to Britain's first family of harmony was Brian Wilson of The Beach, the Beach Boys. Boys. Episode yep. one, folks. Uh, as cringy as that may be, you can go back to our more recent episodes. Maurice? As in Maurice, Maurice from the Bee Gees? Yeah. Um, or did I say more recent? It's the older episodes. In fact, episode yeah. one. And your phone apparently agrees with me. Not necessary. Not uh, sure why Netflix see. needs to give me so many notifications. But <laughs> now, either way. I don't let them give me notifications. Uh, following Maurice's death in January 2003, at the age of 53, Barry and Robin retired the group's name after 45 years of activity. Wow. In 2009, Robin announced that he and Barry had agreed the Bee Gees would reform and preform, or perform as it is pronounced, again. Robin died in May 2012, aged 62, after a prolonged struggle with cancer and other health ailments, leaving Barry as the only surviving member of the group. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Bee Gees. Folks, I want to clarify a point I made earlier. I had thought there was a younger brother named Andy, Mm -hmm. and there was indeed. He was much younger than the other three. He had um, what appears to be a solo career, and unfortunately died at the age of 30 in Uh, 1988. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But I I knew there was a bit of a... Uh, storied tragedy a tragedy the gibbs family well that brings us right into our song suggestions song number one that i would like to suggest is tragedy by the Bee Gees. tragedy yes might be unrelated but it also could be exactly what we're talking about have you ever heard the song a few times actually oh yeah, yeah. how does it go It's not a very popular one, but I was doing some research, so I went through their Essentials playlist on Apple Music and listened to some of their songs. Logan, did we yeah. um, did we link I Started a Joke last week? Both versions, yeah. We did. And we okay. started the episode with it. So we don't need to suggest it this week. Go between you and me, listener. Yeah. Check it out again. 
I started a joke by the Bee Gees. It's hard not to cry. Remember, try not to cry. Now, how many of you out there, don't answer because we can't hear you, but how many of you out there have seen the movie or heard of the movie Saturday Night Fever? I've heard of it, Logan. I'm thinking John Travolta. Yes. Olivia Newton-John. It is a 1977 American dance drama film directed by John Badham, or Badham, as I like to say. It stars John Travolta as T Tony Manero, I believe, a working-class young man who spends his weekends dancing and drinking at a local Brooklyn discotheque. Wow. And it's... A movie that was pretty much backed by the Bee Gees with the music that was in it. Wow. And by the way, Soundtrack. Olivia Newton-John, not, not, not at all in Saturday Night Fever. I believe Karen Gorney was in it. Right? I believe you're right. I do believe you're correct. Yeah. So the Bee Gees played a lot of music. Um, Someone begged that almost all of the music in that movie was the Bee Gees. My second song suggestion, if I may, Saturday Night, uh, not that, but Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, I'm going to play a very quick part of it because almost everyone knows it. Staying Alive, and Staying Alive. It would really probably make us get copyrighted, but here's a few seconds of Staying Alive. Plenty. Yeah. Anyway, you've heard the song. Yeah. I'd like to once again back up, if you don't mind. Yes. For some reason, I, I suggested Olivia Newton-John was in Saturday Night Fever. Well, I can tell why John you did, Travolta. because John Travolta was in a movie with her. What is called Grease. Grease. Yes. Folks, if you haven't seen Grease, that's up to you. I, I heard it's a pretty I, greasy movie. I skipped it, personally. <laughs> well, um, to each is her there. Logan, you mind if I throw out one more song suggestion? Sure. It is hard not to love yeah. the following song, Logan. Wow. Well, it's hard to remember also by the sound of it. How can you mend a broken heart? I'm not sure. How can you mend a broken heart? Wow. That's you know how beautiful. it goes. Yeah. They do it better than I do. Yes, they were the ones who recorded it. They do it. it significantly better than I do. Yeah, that's all right, though. Uh, you have any other suggestions before we move on to our next segment? No, but I'm excited for our next segment. I prepared for it. As did I. What segment is that? Uh, it's called Really Fake. But first, I took to social media, and I asked... The listeners, what should we talk about other than music today? Oh, no. And I have a submission. We should talk about a particular movie and give it a review. Oh, really? So what I'm going to do... Do we have to watch the movie first? I think it would be best if we've already seen it. So what I'll do is I'll go into my Watch Again tab in Netflix on the break where we do our ad. And then before Real or Fake... I'll talk about the movie, I'll see if you've seen it, and then I'll give it a review, all right? So here's a message from our sponsor. And we're back. Welcome to Real or Fake. I know Eric usually introduces that, so if you'd like to, feel free. Logan, I thought you were um, 
adding another segment prior to real or fake no i know i know it's just you know it is what it is i think we should go with one of the more newer classics uh the interview starring seth rogan uh james franco and lizzie kaplan I think that's a wonderful great list. movie. By was the that way. featuring Kim Jong Un also? Well, yes, in a in a, in a certain sense. That became very political for about a minute. Yeah, in two thousand fourteen, wonderful movie. If you are of age to view it, it is rated R, probably just because it's so funny. But you know, certain <laughs> it takes a certain sense of humor to enjoy. I I've guess. seen that sometimes. It's rated R for humor. Just obscene humor. Uh, I'll read the synopsis and then I'll give my thoughts and then you could give yours. Uh, when a TV host and his producer score an interview with Kim Jong-un, who's a fan of their show, the CIA asks them to assassinate the dictator. So it's kind of these two guys go to North Korea and meet with Kim Jong-un and the premise of the movie is the guy who makes the interviews on this show has to interview Kim Jong-un and the other guy kind of directs the show and produces the show uh, the producers Kim, uh, not Kim Jong Un, but Seth Rogen and the interviewee, not the interviewee, but the interviewer is James Franco. Yeah, they kind of go on a journey in North Korea. It's very they funny do. with their ups and downs. I would suggest this movie is um, not that serious or dramatic. I'd Whoa. suggest it's a comedy. It is a comedy. It's a farcical, fansical comedy. God, wow. I love your uh, pronunciations of with those. A word that doesn't exist in our language. You know what? Also, before we go back to the interview, Pineapple Express is back on Netflix. And it's funny because I thought it was on Netflix before, and I think it was, but it went off and it moved to Amazon Prime Video. So I watched it there, and now it's back on Netflix. And I just feel like the Netflix UI is a bit better than the amazon prime video you user interface I? yeah oh. but that's that's kind of a side note but the interview out of 10 kim jong-uns how many kim jong-uns would you give it i'm really not prepared to lay down any kim jong-uns or i'll put it this way how many interviews would you give this movie out of 10 i would give the interview six interviews so close to my interview score, I would give it seven interviews. Seven seems like a very predictable score. I can't believe Why? you went with it. Why? Uh, everybody says seven. I don't know. Everyone said either everyone says seven or everyone says five. I found uh, five isn't um, the most popular scoring number, but it's it's up there with seven, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, I give it seven interviews. You give it six. Uh, great movie. I suggest I, you watch it if you have I, Netflix. I did get a few laugh out loud chuckles when I watched it by myself. Yeah, especially when they were listening to, uh, I believe it was Katy Perry inside of a tank. I don't remember the movie, actually. We could watch it again anytime no, you'd like. No, not necessary. Why is it on Netflix? Yeah. Next week, we will talk about Pineapple Express. Or will we? Because now it's time for Real or Fake. Eric, would you like to go first this week? Or would you like me to? I'll be happy to. You want me to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Logan. We're talking world record swimming this week on Real or Fake. Great. In this corner, anyway. Logan. Yeah. I did a little research. Mm -hmm. I looked up who holds the longest 
swimming record for an open water, what they call marathon swim. Yeah. Which is a highly debated topic. Oh my gosh. And then I looked up who holds the record for the most lengths slash the longest distance in a small backyard swimming pool. And that's okay. a category that Guinness uses small backward backyard swimming pool less than 30 feet long yeah number one the longest distance swam in open waters yes unassisted okay um no flippers allowed sure without stopping without any sort of shenanigans no um shark tanks excuse me shark cages no boat to draft off of we're talking just straight up swimming swimming in the ocean almost survival swimming because you have nothing there are several people claiming this title because they all believe the other ones are fakes sure the one that guinness certified is a croatian man named uh, Vegko Rogosic. I can't pronounce it. A vegetable? That's not nice. No, it sounds like it, though. It's not his fault. Well, if it's if it's a made-up name, I won't feel this bad. He swam across the Adriatic Sea in Italy in 2006. Yes. And claims to have swam... Swam? Swam? Mm. To have swum? swam? I would say have I think swam. S- swam, I think. He... Because it's drank. Not drunk. Claims to have drunk, right? Have drank. Uh, Sometimes I think if you say have, then you go with the you. I think but I, I don't feel know like if swum is drunk is something you are, not something you do or did. Yeah. Regardless. This man's team yeah. claims that he covered the distance using the art of swimming. Very, very nice. 139.8 miles. Holy cow. I had trouble at the beginning of my lifeguard training, which I did before taking the test. I had trouble doing 200 yards. Well, he's committed his life to it. He was in his Great. 60s, I think, oh when he gosh. did it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Took him 50 hours to do 140 miles. They say he may have used ocean currents, etc. I'm sure him. he did. I'm sure he did. That's story number one. 140 miles in the ocean without stopping. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, and you know. literally no help at all. Yes. In more fun Guinness record news. Yeah. Last week in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, a man who's been home for several months not working mm-hmm. has dedicated himself to um, getting into great shape okay. in his backyard swimming pool. And he just, according to Guinness, set a new record for the most lengths swum as well as miles in a small backyard swimming pool. Okay. He swam in a 24-hour period 40 miles. Wow. 24 hours. 2,934 lengths back and forth of his pool. How long would that make his pool? Do you know off the top of your head? 24 feet. In yards? 24 divided by 3 equals okay, so 8, eight. Yards, eight yard pool. So that's a pretty small pool. Yeah, 2,934 well, lengths of this 8 yard pool. I wouldn't want to do lengths in it. Yeah, the, the hard part is all the turning, you know, whether he's right? doing flip turns or not doing flip Probably turns. Probably not way, the whole time. It's a tedious affair, nearly 3,000 lengths in 24 hours. The not sleeping also would kind of get to me personally. Yeah. 
it uh, if you do the math, it's just under two miles an hour. Holy Whereas that God. ocean swim, yeah. if you do the math, is closer to two and a half miles an hour. Which is crazy to me that someone in the ocean would swim faster than someone in their backyard or, you know, front yard. Some of the skeptics argue that he may have been taking advantage of the currents. I'm sure he was. I think your first story, is, is that our, all? That's Do I it? need more than two? Wow. No, oh I'm, I just gosh. didn't know if Real, your first story fake, was... Or I didn't know other. if your first story was uh, done or not. Yeah, they're or both second, done. Rather. Uh, I think your first story was real. Only because seems like a crazy thing to do to swim so many laps in your pool. I agree. Or lengths. Whatever. I probably should have looked up to see if anyone does hold a record for swimming the most laps in a small backyard swimming pool. Yeah. But I have no idea if they do because that story was fabricated. Wow. So I am one for one this week. AKA I got it right. You did. Great. Congratulations. Um, my first story is as follows. A loyal Fairway Grocery Store's customer in Iowa City earlier this week changed her tune after discovering a dark secret hidden in the depths of the meat freezer. It is reported that the Fairway had been storing meat, specifically beef and bison, in the back of the walk-in freezer. That might not sound bad, but some of the meat is dated all the way back to 1996 due to a lack of health inspections. Yuck. And they've been serving it? No, it's just in there. Like, they forgot about it. And it's a health hazard because even though it's frozen... And how yeah. how was she allowed in there? No, no. They blew the doors off the whole thing. She, she changed a... her tune because she realized that all the meat could be spoiled. She was a worker there? No, she was a customer. Oh, I see. What does she have to do with the story? She was one of the first people to find out about it, and she had exclusively gone to the Fairway grocery stores. Oh, Okay. Did I don't know say, much more. Did about you say it. bison? Beef and bison. I'm going fake because okay. I don't think it was that cool. It wasn't that in or posh yet to eat bison in 1996. But I don't I'd think it's love, in now either. I'd love to hear your second story. <laughs> All right. Virginia man buys 20 lottery tickets, wins 20 times. A Virginia man won $100,000 from a lottery drawing with a top prize of $5,000 by taking a gamble on 20 identical tickets. Oh, wow. The tickets, purchased from Centerville Mall, matched all four numbers in the drawing and each earned miles of $5,000 top prize, a total jackpot of 100 grand. At first, I thought, to win 20 out of 20 seems statistically improbable, to say yes. the least. Mm -hmm. But, um... Wow, so that wasn't too big a jackpot. $5,000 wasn't too out of the realm of possibility that someone might win it. Yeah. Interesting. I am stumped. I'm going with my gut. First story's fake. That is correct. Whew. Sweating over here. I know, I know. Um. You had me a bison. Yes, we did. I think that... It's about time for Weekly Wisdom. I think, Logan, what do you think? honestly, yeah. I think that we need to um, breathe some new life into this podcast. Yeah. And maybe we need to redefine our real or fake rules. Okay. I'm down. Let's hear them. 
I don't know what the new rules are. I just think we need something a little more exciting for the listeners. Okay. Well, next week, I will come back with some rebranding ideas. We'll go over them live on the air, and we'll figure something out. That'll be fun. Next week, we'll be voting. Yeah. How are we going to vote with just I'll two put of out us? one of those things on my oh, gosh. Instagram, and I'll Insta. do a little Snapchat action. Yeah. All right. Kind of annoying for everyone on Snapchat, but, you know, I don't post much on Instagram, so it'll be fine. All right. Sounds fun. All right. Let's do Weekly Wisdom. Folks, welcome once again to some such segment in this podcast that has a name that I cannot remember at this time. Something about learning factoids that could possibly help you in life. Yeah. Perhaps something like a... Uh, wisdom of the week or some such thing i'm one of your hosts eric but i do not participate in this segment i'm logan this week we're talking about easily dispensable snacks placing cheerios trail mix and more into empty coffee creamer bottles allows you to easily pour just the right amount out to keep your toddler entertained or anyone really it doesn't have to be a toddler and Keep them full. They're not only great for in-house storage, but at the park, in the pocket of your car, I don't really understand that, maybe a cup holder they meant, or on a boat, as it keeps the snacks from getting smushed. So we're talking about like a Coffee Mate type container? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. like a Coffee Mate. Like a Nestle Coffee Mate. Folks, um, I would suggest before mm-hmm. um, taking advantage of that wonderful wisdom, that's a great idea. Yeah, it is. Clean it out thoroughly, and more importantly, dry it out thoroughly. Yeah, really. I mean thoroughly. Uh, credit when credit is due. This is from simplemost.com. Simplemost? Yes. Check it out. They have a great slew of life hacks. That's a great idea. You may as well. Don't just throw it out. Don't recycle it. You know that half or 90% of what we pretend to recycle doesn't get recycled anyway. Uh-huh. Reuse. Reduce reuse repurpose and perhaps recycle yeah that's a great reuse it sure is um i'm having a little trouble coming up with an outgoing message for my voicemail so what i think would be fun is if i recorded one now live on the air just saying whatever came into my mind i promise it won't be too cringy uh, okay all right ready Ready. Uh, when it gives me the option to record, I will do so. Ready and go. Hello? Hang on a sec. I can't hear what you're saying. Our connection must be bad. Uh, hold, please. All right, that should be better. Uh, continue, please. You know what? It's, I, I can't really hear you. Just please leave a message after the beep, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. I'm not sure if I'm going to use that one. I think you should. Oh, that's a winner. That's a winner right there. Uh, So my phone number. Let's replay it and hear what it sounds like. Hold on. Let me try something. Why don't you call me? I was going to give out my phone number and then bleep it as a joke, but I don't Ah, feel like editing that much. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Okay. I think I I got your number. I I have a landline in here, too, if you want to use that. No, thanks. I'll just cancel it now so you can hear it hello hang on a 
sec. I can't hear what you're saying. Our connection must be bad. Uh, hold, please. All right, that should be better. Uh, continue, please. You know what? Is I, I can't really hear you. Just please leave a message after the beep, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. Oh, that's rich, Logan. Thank that you. That is rich. That's a fun one. I'll get a lot of yeah. people with that, I'm sure. Yeah, especially since, as we all know, 98% of all phone calls now are robocalls. robocalls yeah. Who will not appreciate the humor in that. Right? I mean, listen <laughs> but to hey, this for, for a your sec. two percenters out there. This is literally what I get every day. And this is actual literally, not figurative literally. It's not playing. Well, this call is from Social Security Administration. The nature behind this call is to inform you about a suspension notice we have received against your. I, I don't even, I don't know what to say to that, but um, it's the same exact thing. I'm concerned, Logan. Are you up yeah. to some sort of nefarious task? I gotta go. Um, <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, it's a good episode this week, I think. Yeah, it was medium, medium rare. Yeah. A little bit pink will, inside. Yeah, we'll talk about another movie next week. We'll talk about another musical artist, first and foremost. More Weekly Wisdom and a rebranded Real or Fake that we will vote on. I'll, I'll put out the vote this week, and then we'll come back next week, talk oh about gosh. what's going to happen, and then we'll do it next week so they don't have to keep you waiting kind of thing. This is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, without further ado... I would like to sign off. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.